The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good times. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. This is the Homance Chronicles, and I am Sarah. And I'm Nicole. Welcome. Welcome all to the last day of February. It's leap year this year. Happy birthday to those who have a birthday today. <laughs> what are the odds that somebody that has a birthday and leap year is listening to us? I'm, I mean, for us, we live in the Twilight Zone, so it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> Fair defy all statistics <laughs> why don't we <laughs> waiting on that tv show to just pop up for us <laughs> <laughs> just don't even pretend that you know there's any type of normal variable that you can apply nope we don't have oh, baselines <laughs> also so- today's voting day so if all of y'all have voted congratulations you're contributing to the system <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, you might've just confused people a little bit because, um, voting day is on Tuesday, the 27th mm-hmm. and leap year is on Thursday, the 29th when this comes out. So <laughs> I knew I could count on you to clarify while I took a huge chug of water. Perfect. <laughs> yes. 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 Of course I will clarify. Um, <laughs> I know there was some conversation going on amongst coworkers about like, what kind of donut do you want after you vote? Like, I don't know what was going on. I was too busy to pay attention, but is that a thing? Like I have done, uh, like, uh, absentee voting for so long. I have not like gone to like a ballot and filled one out in like a very, very long time, like gone to a precinct. Oh, I don't, I just always go to the precinct because I cannot get my I don't know why but like I can't get myself to fill out the ballot and just send it from home I don't believe it's gonna actually count that's one of my things oh well I don't mail it in I drop it off say I could do that but here we are usually I mean most of the time that even though it's called an absentee ballot I'm not technically absent (laughs) (laughs) I'm here I'm just not interested in waiting in lines. <laughs> yeah, and my my um district or precinct or whatever is very good about the line. Like it's it really isn't a wait. It's because I like to do research on the <laughs> candidates before I fill out the ballot. So which is completely fair and good for so, you for doing that. Yeah. I don't go in and just do a straight ticket usually. I'm usually a mixed based on people's stances on beliefs and things. So I feel like we should get back to that. Like, let's all do our research. Let's go ahead and vote for the people we think drive with what we want, not just straight ticket because you want to get out of there. Like, this is some fucked up times, people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's important to have a mix of views especially when you're talking about locally at like on school boards and things like that yep um so locally is where you have the most influence of change and um i like to look up the candidates and see what they're about and i can't do that if i go to the precinct and i i definitely do not pay attention 
enough to have it committed to memory. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I have enough to go. I have enough going on. I don't have that kind of memory power anymore. Yeah. So I um I work the system. <laughs> I don't know if you work the system at the end of the day, you still you still cast your ballot and that's what counts. <laughs> well, I just mean like I I sit there with my ballot for quite some time. Right. Perusing. And, and say I'm absent when <laughs> I'm really here. <laughs> so funny. And then I go drop it off. There we go. So that I feel like it does still get to where it needs to go. Maybe I should do this next time. We'll see if I remember. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're here. Speaking of voting. Mm -hmm. You ready to have this conversation about our whole history today of course i'm always ready i show up ready <laughs> so do i <laughs> so i think <laughs> i mean today is a weird day um in michigan in late february is 68 degrees, degrees. <laughs> it was 73 at work i walked out and i was like well, who knew? and then yeah my Allergies and sinuses uh, have a mind of their own. They're not here. They're not ready. But no. I personally am. <laughs> yeah, same. Absolutely same. Oh, I'm just not prepared for the next week of massive migraine headaches. <laughs> I'm not ready. I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I've already been on the struggle bus. Yeah. So. Woke up, woke up yesterday and I was nauseous and had to sneeze all at the same time. Mm -hmm. that was confusing <laughs> and mildly terrifying like I was like am I gonna sneeze I have to sneeze but then I'm gonna barf too so I had to make sure I had like access to like appropriate containers as needed just in case I had ended up triggering the vom <laughs> oh my god it's strange just go into a bathroom well that's you know not easy when I'm at my desk trying to listen to a meeting or whatever oh Gotcha. Yeah. But it, I made it. We're good. And then I woke up this morning. I made it through a meeting at home. And then I went to work. And I was like, okay, I feel like shit. But I'm not going to, like, potentially puke all over everything. So, progress. <laughs> anyway, back to my segue. Uh... <laughs> mm -hmm. So, before we get into today's hell of history, I do want to issue a trigger warning um sexual assault murder etc etc um minor assault like did we just turn into child. a true crime podcast no we didn't but i just <laughs> i remembered i wanted to do the trigger warning now because the lead into the story is violent <laughs> okay yeah so uh we're gonna cover mommy till who is Emmett Till's mother. So are you, have you heard of them before? Yes. Okay. I'm aware. All right. So for those of you who are not aware, Emmett Till was a 14 year old boy who was down in Mississippi and he was murdered by white people because of racism. He was born in Chicago in July of 1941. And at the age of 14, he really wanted to like experience the South. And his mom said, I'll send you down there with family, but you absolutely have to be respectful to white people. It's a whole different ballgame down there. 
Don't speak unless you're spoken to. Say sir and ma'am. Don't touch anybody. You know, just keep to yourself. Essentially be invisible. And so he said, okay, so August of 1955, she sent him on a train down to hang out with his cousins and his great uncle um, in, in Mississippi. So one day he and his cousins were at the local grocery store. It was owned by a white couple. Um, and the man that owned it was an absolute fucking piece of shit tyrant. He and his wife owned the store. She was there alone. Um, so some sources say that he, they all went in as a group, him and the cousins, and they went to the store to pay or the counter to pay. And he ended up accidentally touching the store clerk in the money exchange, which in the South, you put your money on the table, let it, let them pick it up. Like in Europe, we know you don't exchange money via hands. You put it on the table, you slide it over, they, whatever. So he accidentally touched or purposefully touched or whatever touched her hand um and then uh, they were out they had left the store after like complete silence and like terror um because you're not supposed to do that and they went outside and then there's still the discrepancy as to what happened at this stage but either Emmett whistled at her or cat called her or something to that effect she had walked outside to go get something out of her vehicle i think um, and at that time, he raised his voice at her in some fashion, and it caused her to lose her fucking mind. She went back in the store. She was distraught. Eventually, her shitty husband found out. And so a few days later, shitty husband and his piece of shit half-brother. And I'm not giving these people any kind of clout. I'm not giving them any names. I don't want anybody to, like... Even though their names are out there, you can Google them yourselves. I don't care to speak them. That's why I'm saying it like this. <laughs> so a few days later, um, the shitty husband and his half-brother went to Emmett's great-uncle's house where he was staying in the middle of the night. Cop knocked on the door, forced their way in, with obviously with guns. Um great uncle had no choice but to let them in he offered them money and they didn't actually take it they said they wanted the boy so they went into his bedroom woke him up and he was never to see the light of day again they abducted him they put him in, a, in their truck they took him down the road they forced him to strip nude they beat him senseless they mutilated him and then they finally took him out by shooting him they also attempted to sink the body by throwing it into the river Three days later, though, the body was discovered, and the only way they were able to identify who he was was by the ring he wore. It actually had the engraving, like engravings um, from his mom and his dad's wedding. So, um, his body was returned to Chicago shortly after, but it was definitely difficult for her at that time. And we'll dive into that more. But in September of 1955, an all-white jury found the two men not guilty of Till's murder. And there is even an interview with the jury after the fact, and they said it would have been sooner had they not taken a break for a soda pop. So it's obvious at this point that racism was ruling the roost. Um, they were found not guilty of murder. And then later down the, down the road, as they were protected with double jeopardy, 
the two men publicly admitted in 1956 in an interview with look magazine that they did in fact torture and murder the boy they sold their story of how they did it for four thousand dollars which is the equivalent of forty three hundred dollars in 2022 i'm sorry forty three thousand dollars in 2022 okay oh disgusted so imagine this situation occurs and the the whole country was not ready for the civil rights movement that ensued like they just were not prepared so this is what started the next era of the civil rights movements essentially um okay now we're gonna start with mommy mammy i would say isn't her name mammy (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean this this is a big story to take on i'm surprised that you've you've uh been able to i guess parse it down to the amount of time that we normally do a podcast (laughs) yes well you Um, know ironically all the areas that i looked they didn't go deep dive into her they gave the overall story, which was kind of a bummer to me. Like I was kind of anticipating because I started with some time. I was like, I have enough time. I can do a big story. I really didn't find more than what I put on paper. Truly. Hmm. There was a movie in 2022 called Till. Mm-hmm. And I had don't I don't think I watched it. But I thought that one was supposed to be more about her story. It may have been, yes. So Um, that one, um, I think, is now available on Amazon Prime. Um, It was, I think it came out on, like, maybe Max or something originally. But mm -hmm. um, from a quick Google search here, it's not necessarily readily available on max now so i'm not (laughs) sure um but she is the cover of like the movie poster yeah so an iconic human being yeah so maybe that movie dives more into her story potentially although i'm sure it focuses much more on like the court trial and all that kind of stuff than it does like her background but because yeah she did actually participate in the trial yeah i know yeah it's fucking crazy so let's let's just jump right in shall we Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she was born mammy elizabeth carthan on november 23rd 1921 in webb mississippi to alma and john carthan her family moved up to the north during the great migration so the great migration for those of you who are not aware is when freed slaves decided we're free we're human we're going to go to the north where life is better so a large population of black people decided to better their lives and move up north um so in 1922 her dad moved to argo illinois to work in the corn production refinery and established himself in the area um and then january of 20 or 1924 alma and her two children so there's also discrepancy some people say that she had a brother a little brother some say she was the only only daughter um 
So I'm just going to mean assume... only child. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so yeah. I'm just going to assume that they were, if they were, you know, if John actually existed, he kind of just tagged along, but that was it. There wasn't more about him being around after that. Um, so they set up and uh, they ended up settling in a predominantly black neighborhood in Argo. So they had their community. Um, when she was 13, however, her parents did divorce and it actually sent her into a little bit of a spiral. She decided that at that point she was just going to bury herself in schoolwork. And in doing so, she did very, very well. She was uh, encouraged by her mother to keep up with her studies because at that time, girls only had one ambition in life, and that was to get married. And as we all know, there's more to life than just getting married. So she pushed her to continue to be smart. Not only was she the fourth African-American to graduate from the predominantly white school, she was also the first African-American student to make the A honor roll. Go, girl. So... From the time she graduated to when she was 18, she was just hanging out around, doing her thing, um, imagining she was, you know, doing side jobs or whatever. Um, but she ended up meeting a man who was also from Missouri, and he was also working at the Argo plant. His name was Louis Till. Um, he was an amateur boxer and uh, a ladies' man, if you will. And they started to date a little bit briefly, but her parents were just not a fan. They were like, you can get this motherfucker out of your life. He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, all right, okay. So she broke it off. This, but that D, though. <laughs> that, that D came harking. Hark. <laughs> Hold her. We've from... all been there, girl. <laughs> we all been there. She the bad and, boys are always the best. And he was persistent AF, as they all are. Mm-hmm. So he eventually won her back, and apparently her parents were won over, too, because on the 14th of October in 1940, they wed at 18 years old. They had one little buddy nine months later on July 25th, 1941, Emmett. Uh, unfortunately though they did separate shortly after in 1942 because she found out he was a cheating piece of shit well Rocking. she knew that though yeah she just thought he changed for me mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. we've again we've all been there girl <laughs> seriously and i did when i was looking up pictures of her there's a picture like i believe it's him her first husband at the time and you can see it in her face he's got his his like hands on her and he's grabbing her and she just detests his touch cannot stand it mm. it's it's a bummer so you may i imagine it was rough reason why they were extra fucking toxic it turns out he at one point choked her to the point of almost passing out so he was violent and well, I have to assume the boxing thing. Yeah. Yes. Right. And generational trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously not trying to paint a brush mm -hmm. over every boxer is a mm -mm. is a woman beater, but I feel like that era of time yeah. would lend you to be believe that this person would be more, yes, violent and aggressive in yeah. all facets. 
every every single one because there's nothing there for them to go to to get tools to figure out how to manage emotions and anything else so all the rage was taken out on the women mostly um so she in turn threw scalding hot water at him hey motherfucker Hmm. she ended up eventually getting a restraining order against him and that didn't fucking stop him like her parents wouldn't stop him so why would a piece of paper from a judge stop him after way too many violations they were in court and the judge told him you can either go to jail or you can enlist in the army so in 1943 he enlisted Hmm. they were still married when he deployed a few years later, in 1945, Mammy was notified that her husband was executed due to willful misconduct. I don't imagine they had any kind of correspondence at that point. I imagine she was happy he was off and out of her hair doing the army thing. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to deal with a divorce or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when she was notified that he was executed due to willful misconduct she started to try to find out what the fuck happened while he was serving and he was in italy but as she was trying to figure she it was out like, even though he's a piece of shit you shouldn't probably just well, whack people off for <laughs> exactly that's at the end of the day it's still the father to her son right? yeah 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 so she goes and she tries to figure out what the fuck happened and the u.s army bureaucracy just blocks every attempt she makes at getting the details of the criminal charges and the execution. Ten years later, they did come up, and it stated that Till and an accomplice had been charged with raping and murdering an Italian woman. They were tried and convicted by a U.S. Army general court-martial, and their sentences were death by hanging. After several appeals, they were denied, and they were buried near the First World War U.S. Cemetery, or... in there somewhere i can't remember if it was in or on or uh, in like a section of it um so like later on though a guy named john edgar weidman reviewed the trial and actually did like question was till actually guilty or not so lots of undone open ends there like we don't know if he was actually that much of a piece of shit or not but he was executed so that left mammy and her son emmett to exist without him yeah, is... I mean, I don't know if you get support from the army. Like, if they weren't divorced, technically, um, if there's anything sent to the family to help, right. I don't, I don't know how it works. But right, yeah, I have no idea. But either so... way, her son now has no chance of ever having a relationship with his father. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, that's in 1945. Ten years later. Emmett wants to go to the South. And she says, okay. So she shipped her son to visit the family. She knew the potential for danger, but hoped her warning would help him fit in. After her son, her son's body made it back to Chicago, she had the funeral at Robert's Temple Church of God in Christ. And she absolutely insisted the casket stay open because she said, and I quote, I wanted the world to see what they did to my baby. She mm. had the funeral for five full days jet magazine and chicago defender which were both black publications at the time published images of emmett's body jet's been around that long yes 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew that they were an old publication, but but it's like that's wow. Okay. They're an OG. Yeah. So tens of thousands of people saw the images of his body firsthand and he his face was mutilated. He was mutilated. It was a atrocious sight. I didn't look up the pictures. I couldn't break my heart. Um, so at this stage, NAACP had been established and they did absolutely look and to see what was going on. They saw an opportunity to use this to further show the disparity of black Americans in the South. So they took the opportunity to get her on board. They started paying her. They saw that she was really effective in front of the camera and she was absolutely somebody who had a lot of um, good relationships with the black media outlets because of it. So they asked her to tour the country um, to speak about her experience and share her son's story. They did pay her. It was marked as one of the most successful fundraising ventures that they've ever put on. And, um, but unfortunately it was cut short due to like the executive secretary and some drama. What? Yeah. Like the executive secretary of NAACP had some like budgetary drama where somebody didn't get paid or paid in full. So she quit speaking for the NAACP, but that didn't stop her from speaking and circuits hmm. so okay she did keep going and she even flew down to mississippi and gave testimony testimony during the trial to try to convince this all-white jury of her son's innocence mm -hmm. it didn't work mm -hmm. yeah i wonder what she did for money up till that point i have a feeling <clears throat> it's partially from her ex um you know, her ex-husband, or not her ex, her husband's army money, I'm assuming. She had that income. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if she, if they were sending her money or not from the army. Like, that's mm -hmm. unclear. I but. never really figured out what she had done for financing throughout all of this. So, 1955, she loses her son. At some point in 1957, she had met a guy named Gene Mobley. And then in June of 57, they wed. She changed her still hyphenated last name from Till Bradley to Till Mobley. Then in 1960, she had decided that her son's legacy would live on, but she was not going to stop her life. So she ended up graduating from Chicago Teachers College and she became a teacher while still being an activist. And in 1971, she earned her master's in educational administration from Loyola, Loyola University in Chicago. Loyola. Loyola. I can hear it in my head, but it won't come out my mouth right. Same. <laughs> That's why I just kept moving. <laughs> so her work really did center around education. She advocated for over 40 years for poverty-stricken children and ended up teaching for 23 of those years in the Chicago public school system. So she gave back to her community immensely over and over and over again. She established the Emmett Till Players Theater Group that worked with school children outside of the classroom 
They learned and performed speeches by famous civil rights activists and leaders. So it was empowering for them. And she continued to be a, a teacher in that space. And she continued to be kind of like an icon icon in that space. At one point in 1992, she had the opportunity to listen while the half-brother um, from the murder duo was interviewed about his involvement in her son's murder. And he wasn't aware that she was listening, but he did say that Emmett Till had ruined his life and expressed no remorse by stating, Emmett Till is dead. I don't know why we, he can't just stay dead. Hmm. Like, how fucking tone deaf are you? How, but how did but also he's a Emmett Till so ruin his life when he didn't go to jail or face any repercussions? Right. Yep. He wasn't held responsible or accountable. No. He was nope. almost patted on the back at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm confused, sir. We're all confused, ma'am. All confused. <laughs> I, what? Yes. So, at the time of her son's murder, although he wasn't hanged, he wasn't like is lynching isn't the same as hanging, right? No, right. Th that is correct. They are not the same. So he wasn't hanged, but he became like the poster child for being for lynching. Mm. And in that time frame, her value though that she brought to the table. Because um, at that time, lynching was becoming more and more, I don't know, in the limelight. Like something we need to start to understand and displace, essentially. Yeah, there, um, I mean, how can I explain this? There was this movie or show that I watched that I cannot remember what what it was, but like opening scene opened with this ma like massive tree in a field with nothing else around and a man hanging from that tree and you knew that that was a lynching versus the hanging because i mean even though a lynch like lynching is being hung you knew the difference though because the way the body was left, mm -hmm. where it was at, it just, it sends this shiver down your spine when you see it. Because that's why when you're like, is it different? I'm like, yes. It's way different. <laughs> it, it, it's a method of communicating something even worse than murder in my opinion yeah because i mean um a, a hanging if it's done by someone um you know generally if you go back like medieval times and stuff, there's like always a crowd or somebody was sentenced to it mm -hmm. or people knew that it was going to happen. Um, whereas a lynching is like something that's done in secret at night and it's like a mob and it's like a group against one, you know? Yeah. It's just, it gives you a whole different feeling. It's, and it's, ugh, it's uncomfortable for sure. 
So her son, Emmett, his death was like essentially what carried this movement in the 50s for we can't keep doing this to our own people. Like we can't keep doing this to our like people in this nation. Um, in fact, in December of 55 is when Rosa Parks refused to sit down. And she stated later that she had been motivated by Emmett Till. So mm. like mm-hmm. incredible. Um, so she ended up trying desperately to get lynching into the the like spotlight of the federal government to be make it a federal crime and um it didn't happen it didn't happen for many years um matter of fact it didn't happen until 2022 when joe biden decided to finally acknowledge it and um you know uh bless the emmett till anti-lynching lynching act which made lynching a hate crime and you would go to jail for 30 years or more so how was it not a hate crime before exactly how the fuck did we make it almost a hundred years without anybody admitting yeah we this isn't okay you shouldn't fucking do this like what so um (laughs) she became this icon became this activist um she was able to use her role as a mother to really gain support for the cause of racial injustice she was able to get white women on board you know she was able to say imagine Mm -hmm. your son went down there and your son was murdered Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean at this point you you want your kids to be able to have their own life experiences. They're a teenager. Of course, they want to do things without their parents and instilling the fear of, well, that's not possible. Right. Ugh, it's just so, ugh. Okay. So um, she proceeded to have uh the life of an activist at the end of it um she ended up unfortunately well i don't know fortunately unfortunately she was 81 when she passed away and she passed on from heart failure on january 6th of 2003 and she was actually buried next to her son where her monument reads her pain united a nation wow pardon me yes can i just i can't even i can't even imagine like my life <laughs> being for a giant movement you know what i mean mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a huge crazy giant movement so um gene actually her husband passed away just three years earlier her her latter husband so she was married to him for the whole time and um she did end up co-authoring her memoir death of innocence the story of the hate crime that changed america it was published by random house in 2003 almost 50 years after the death of her son and she only died a few months before the publication of her book so she never unfortunately got to see it 
but she worked on it so her words are in there so let's see um she created the player emmett till players group they traveled to deliver works about hope determination and unity she founded and chaired the emmett till justice campaign campaign the campaign group eventually succeeded in getting enacted into law the emmett till unsolved civil rights crime act of 2008 and the emmett till son unsolved civil rights crime reauthorization act of 2016 (laughs) (laughs) so Whoopi did announce in 2015 Whoopi Goldberg plans for the film called Till which was released in October of 2022 like you said Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, Congress awarded Till and Emmett a posthumous Congressional Gold Medal in 2022 to be put on display at the National Museum of African American History and in 23 a statue of her in the plaza dedicated to her was unveiled in front of the Argo Community High School where she graduated as an honor student in Summit, Illinois so and then on July 25th 2003 that's when President Joe Biden signed a proclamation designating the Emmett Till and Mammy Till Mobley National Monument. And that's also after he did the whole lynching as a federal crime. (laughs) So it says there are a hundred years of failed efforts by the federal government to make lynching a federal crime. How? How the fuck? Lynching should never have been a, a... a topic of discussion it's fucking atrocious it should be illegal end of discussion like what what i don't know it's one of those things where they're like it got into the system there was i don't know maybe a bill written or something yes and then maybe people just kind of stopped doing it so they just stopped paying attention to it i'm not sure no i am a i'm very sure at this point it was pure racism in office straight the fuck up that's the only thing i can think because the first bill was introduced in 1900 oh yeah 4400 yeah yeah 4400 african americans were lynched between 1877 and 1950 like there's no yeah excuse. that's that's a full 50 years of it not being addressed a federal crime so that is totally racism but after 1950 that's why i'm like i wonder if they just were like well people aren't really doing this that much anymore no there's I just don't a bunch know. of fucking racists in that goddamn i just i, I just know. i can't i it just makes me so furious cuz like why it is. why it's probably I, one of the predominantly worst things you could do period end of discussion there's no reason to discuss it it's wrong yeah <sighs> i mean yeah so it was it, it's not it wasn't really happening to white people right? so to it wasn't this. a concern it listen was happening to, to jewish people black people who you know like not white people yep not white people. three lawmakers in 2022 opposed the bill because <gasps> they did not agree with the definition of lynching what i the definite you're gonna get down to the semantics of the definition of lynching 
Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. So that means Come on. those old white racist Ugh. men piece of shits need to get taken out. Take them out of the office. They're done. Goodbye. So U.S. Vice President. It makes you Harris. wonder, though. Sorry. It, oh, just, it makes you wonder if somehow they've been connected to lynching in some fashion. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you don't know. You can't you can't fully agree with this definition. What's your definition? What was your experience at that point? That's what I would ask. So you've done this before. You're a professional. You know the rules. You can give me a better definition. Go for it. And it's I, so, it's like, it's so clear. That's why I'm like, <laughs> they just don't want to get in trouble because there's, they probably have had some sort of affiliation in, exactly. in, in some capacity. Exactly. Ugh. And it's atrocious. It's fucking atrocious. My stomach's upset. Yeah. Girl, yes. Mm. So... Also, I, I forgot to mention this part. Um, thousands upon thousands of letters were sent protesting the Mississippi verdict into the White House. Like, not nobody was okay with it. Not everybody was okay with it. Like, absolutely insane. So, <laughs> this also triggered Martin Luther King after Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat martin luther king jumped in and was like citywide bus boycott let's let's run it mm -hmm. and so that's how it started so i would like to thank um pbs.org the encyclopedia britannica and of course our main character wikipedia for giving me all this information all the other ancillary sites I found gave me the same information, so I'm not going to list them because it's all the same. I don't remember where they came from. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that's the story of Mammy Till. If you don't know, now you know. What a way to close out Black History Month with that story. Wowee. Yeah. Like, I, I had no idea. Again, I'm doing this for me at this point. <laughs> 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 it's giving me an excuse to be more educated on our own country's history because nobody the fuck in school taught me this shit how come i never heard of this until i looked it up myself we only yeah. heard about rosa parks we only heard about martin luther king jr we didn't hear about this the trigger right Ugh. right i'm disgusted i mean anyway i've obviously as an adult been aware of Emmett Till's story mm -hmm. whether or not I can say that it was taught to me in my younger years who knows probably not right um but the comparison of like Emmett Till to other stories that have happened in recent history continues to play out and it's unfortunate that people don't know all the details and don't know the full background mm -hmm. because this shit still happens. Yeah, it's it was only two years ago that lynching became a federal crime. 
What? That means for those 50 plus years after Emmett lost his life, people continued to lynch others <laughs> without a full just baseline. You shouldn't fucking do that. Here's what you're going to get if you do this. Sorry. Right. Well, that. because obviously in the South, if they did it, it would be okay. Yep. I mean, and- that's a that's a blanket statement that I'm making, but just to prove the point of um if it happened to a black person and it was done by white people then it wasn't truly a crime apparently because mm-hmm. so. black people apparently aren't people in the south mm. weren't they are now oh <sighs> we have a lot of work to do people we need to do better by ourselves God, I mean, I'd hope that by us doing this podcast, we are serving in some capacity to help fill gaps. But to your point, it's really been (laughs) (laughs) self-serving. Yep. Because knowing this information and understanding how I'm able to be who I am today is incredible. Like it's it's the every time that we learn about uh, some sort of movement that a woman in history has made, it just reinforces how I'm able to basically do whatever the fuck I want today as a woman. Um, although those rights are have been in question quite a bit lately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't have to run out and find a husband. I don't have to have children. I can have a corporate job. I can, you know, vote. I can do a lot of things that women didn't used to do. And it's because of women that we cover. And so to me, it's very self-serving and it's important that I understand and have kind of a uh, regular come to Jesus here every week. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all rainbows and sunshine, (laughs) y'all. So I found I found the three Republican white males who decided that lynching was the definition was wrong. Um, Andrew Clyde from Georgia, he called the insertion on uh on january 6th a normal tourist visit (laughs) thomas massey from kentucky wrote a bill that allowed guns in school zones i know it's a hot topic but no guns need to be in schools unless children are being taught about the guns let's just leave it there and then chip roy of texas calls lynching an example of justice in 2022 this is why it is so incredibly important to vote and so incredibly important to do your research on who you're voting for exactly just because you're a republican does not mean that you support (laughs) these viewpoints so again that is why i choose to do a mixed ticket Mm -hmm. (laughs) please go vote go vote for the good people (laughs) Jesus Christ. And (laughs) now you understand why I started with voting. (laughs) 
I do. It's come full circle. Yeah, and I didn't know that that was your end game. And I'm so glad that I talked about why I do absentee voting, (laughs) even though I'm not absent. Because it, you need to know, especially at your local and state levels, you need to know. Yep. Oh, come on. It would make me sick to have to be in the same room as those men. So I give a lot of credit to the politicians who are trying to do the right thing yeah. and continue to push the bill forward and stand up because I don't know how they're not, you know, murdering them. Yeah, exactly. I am too emotional to sit in a room full of fucking pieces of shit like that and be like, oh, you think so? Okay, Andrew. (laughs) Or whatever the fuck your name is. Andrew Clyde, Thomas Massey, and Chip Roy. And they all all fit. All those Mm -hmm. names fit. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Good old chip. Just an example of good old-fashioned justice. Anyway, Mm. so thanks for coming to to the show today, y'all. Time for Atta Girls. Oh, all right. (laughs) Um, Atta Girls are where we, uh, like, something good has happened to us or something good that we have done. And... Uh, my Atta Girl that I was all psyched and prepared to share because <laughs> I actually thought about it ahead of time and not just in the moment while I was giving the description um, is nothing in comparison. <laughs> but it is because it's you. You can't compare yourself to others. Uh, um, I am not um, instituting any kind of social justice change. Um, I just go to spin class a lot um (laughs) (laughs) i have been going for about three years and i did my 300th ride yesterday and um on average i'd say that's probably somewhere around the 3000 miles mark most of my classes are like 12 mile classes but a lot of times i do go to half hour ones that are 8 miles so who knows i just averaged it out there i mean um, i'm impressed thanks i'm impressed straight thanks. the fuck up look at you yeah. go yeah well i Wanted to hit the 300 mark before I canceled my membership because I'm moving. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a sad thing. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring down my Atta Girl. It's no, just I that... mean, it's, you're adulting, you're moving on, but like, bummer. Yeah, yeah. So every class, the last like week or week and a half, I also tried to have like a different instructor so I could say goodbye to them. Yeah. Aww. So it's been a process of yeah, I imagine. <laughs> saying goodbye. Um, I'll be just about 40 minutes up the road. It's no big deal. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the instructors slash co-owners was like, you're not moving to China. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> the reality of me, you know, coming to spin class when it's a 30 minute drive, I'm like, you know, I barely make it when it's a five minute drive. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
So, you know, she obviously suggested I could do a brunch time Sunday ride and then we could get brunch after. Um, Because most of the classes that I go to (laughs) are like wind down Wednesday, happy hour Friday, brunch Sunday. Like alcohol is served post class. Yeah. (laughs) Best time. So anyway, it is a little bittersweet, yes, because I have gone there basically twice a week for about 156 weeks. (laughs) Such a commitment. And um, yeah, it's hard to find a, a place where you feel like it's a community and you also don't feel like you're being judged and you also make friends like I have people that I hang out with that I met from spin class right Right. so it's all very interconnected into Mm -hmm. my life so it is an interesting um juxtaposition to be in uh where I'm like woohoo I did 300 but now I won't see you anymore (laughs) (laughs) you will I know I will I will I uh, am I am like, you know, Facebook, Instagram connected with a lot of the people. And like I said, I still like I get lunch and dinners and things with them. So anyway, and I'll go with you on occasion. I don't um, know. We can go on a trip We can go on a little fun little. You, you're pop. never going to spin class with me. I already know I will, that that's well, not an option. I will go. You've never asked. I have talked to you about spin class before when I first started going and you were like, that is not my vibe. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a new me. Okay. That was like five years ago. (laughs) It was three as I just stated. Still shedded my skin. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't think I can deal with that loud music, like thumping the whole time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll go in a different spot. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um moving on what is your add a girl my add a girl is i'm going to vote right after this oh, okay i'm going to take my ass up to the precinct and vote all right good 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 yep that's exactly it that's all i got <laughs> i did have more good things like i took august and lucia my my son and daughter <laughs> to the vet and we were able to get some stuff cleared away and get their blood work done and all that fun stuff so i mean that's just normal operating procedure shit so yeah being a responsible pet parent yep that's that because you know the first five years of their life they're on gremlin time (laughs) (laughs) then august got sick i was like Mm. all right we'll just maintain and monitor this one then fine yeah i know these little buggers, they cost a lot of money. Um, sure fucking do. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Tell your people. The algorithm. Yeah. Um, I've had actually a couple of people recently uh, who are new listeners tell yeah. me how uh, much they're enjoying the podcast. And they oh, yeah. are doing a good old random spin to win. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Who knows what they're going to get. So. So much variety with us. <laughs> season one, ho stories. Season two, what the fuck am I doing? It's COVID. Season three, hoes of history. What you like? We got it. 
<laughs> we might even go to Whole Food next. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I encourage you just you you could pick something at random and you never know what you're going to get. We'll keep you on your toes. Um, we don't have a Patreon, so you can hear all of our all of our yeah. listening episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts right and um next month it being march is women's history month Uh uh-huh so we are gonna have to again think extra hard about who we're gonna feature rolling in the (laughs) deep i got names for days (laughs) all right um if you (laughs) have a hoe of history you'd like to recommend you can always email us at homancepodcast at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at homance underscore chronicles you can join our closed group on facebook the homance chronicles a judgment free zone um which i would say would also be a spin to win <laughs> yeah that's an express yourself type place express that is yourself. a, is a random ass place to be um but it's a it's a cozy and safe space also (laughs) sure yeah safe maybe not cozy for all but (laughs) yeah know that you are not being judged (laughs) correct correct so that's all i got that's everything thanks everybody for being our ride or dies because i think we're approaching our sixth year yes march is also our anniversary month Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Comments out.